Literary Anything, our City of Marion Libraries podcast where we talk about anything literary and literary anything. I'm Jane. I'm Paula. Hello. 2020. Welcome to 2020. Yay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so podcast one for the year. Yeah. First one. Yeah. Yep. Exciting stuff. It is. How was your Christmas and New Year break? Yeah, it was really good. I feel out of sorts today because it's my first day back. I haven't mm. been here in two weeks. So I'm a bit like, uh, I don't know. What's going what on? What do I do? Yeah. Who am I? What's Let my me password? read my five million emails. <laughs> yeah, what's my password? That definitely happened. <laughs> that means you had a good break. If you've got all that yeah. stuff, then yep. you had a nice break. It was. It was good. How was yours? Um, good. Busy. Yep. I only managed to finally get the Christmas tree down yesterday. Ah. I like to take it down the day after Christmas. Oh, look at you. All tasky. Yeah. Um, because once Christmas is done, I like to be done. Right. Um, but I had it up till yesterday. Oh, wow. Ages. It's the worst job taking the tree down. Yeah, it is. It's no fun. It's not like when you put it up and you feel all festive. No. Nah. No. Although it does feel good to have it out of the room don't you oh, think fabulous so yeah much space so much space and yeah so much neater yeah yeah i had to take mine down right away because we had a party for my son turned 18 on saturday so i had Look to get it you. down and get my house organized i know the mother of an adult i grew a whole man <laughs> that I sounds mean. gross <laughs> <laughs> understand the sentiment yeah <laughs> <laughs> yep poor max yep. <laughs> <laughs> so we have read the weekend by charlotte wood yeah by popular demand yes are we talking are we talking about that right off or are we talking about oh yeah that's right oh my gosh see, do you look, remember the format I of the podcast i forgot the <laughs> format of the podcast i've <laughs> we talk about the book first and then yes. okay um see i said i was all out of it. Good That's my Lord, excuse. It's gonna be. <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna be interesting. I'm off to a roaring start for 2020. <laughs> um, do you want to read the blurb? For um, us? sure. It's quite long. Um, skim read. Yeah, maybe I'll just read that first. Maybe that bit. Oh, that bit at the end. Okay. Yeah. The weekend explores growing old and growing up and what happens when we're forced to uncover the lies we tell ourselves. Sharply observed and excruciatingly funny, this is a jewel of a book, a celebration of tenderness and friendship that is nothing short of a masterpiece. Um, I feel like that doesn't really encapsulate this, what the story's about, though. Do Probably you maybe want to just say yeah. sort of briefly? Sure. Um, so there's four older women. They've got a, had a. They've been friends since their thirties, I think it was. Mm. Um, lifelong friendship of the best kind, loving, practical, frank, and steadfast. Uh, one of them, Sylvie, she dies, and the um, question is, how does their friendship survive without her? And she was kind of the glue that held everybody yeah. together. Yeah, yeah, that's right. So Sylvie, while she's um, has died, she's a fairly prominent. Um, feature throughout the entire yeah. book. Yeah. And so there's three other women, Wendy, who's um, an acclaimed um, intellectual, written books, um, and Jude, who is a, a well-renowned restaurateur, mm. um, and Adele, who was an actress, ma- mainly, mainly a theatre actress. Mm. Um, and so they're the, the three characters. And then I, I feel like I need to mention the dog. Finn. Yeah, he's definitely a character. He's a character throughout the book who represents so many things mm. um, throughout the story. Mm. And then there's a few, you know, people that flit in and out yes. of the story. Mm. So that's the story. 
I'll talk a little bit about Charlotte, shall I? Before oh, yes, we please. I dive don't, into I don't, the, I don't know anything book. about her. Yeah. Um, she's written six novels um, and two nonfiction uh, books as well. She's Australian. She lives in Sydney. Um, she's been twice nominated for the Miles Franklin Award. Um, and her previous novel, The Natural Way of Things, won the 2016 Stella Prize, the Indie Book of the Year. Um, and novel book of, novel of the year, and was the winner of the Prime Minister's Literary Award for Fiction. Um, lots of people have read that, rave about it. I've not read it. Have you? No, I haven't. And I saw that somebody um, said that it was a modern day's ham- a modern day Handmaid's yes. Tale. Yes. And I don't know if it was because I read that, um, but it seemed to me that her writing was sort of reminiscent of Atwood. Okay. I felt like there was some similarity yeah, there. Yeah, some parallels mm. with the style. Yeah. 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 Um, I haven't read it. It sounds like a full-on book. Mm. And apparently it's completely different from this book. Yes, that's mm. right. And this has been um, called a bit of a more humorous, mm. um, lighter, lighter, <laughs> lighter <laughs> quicker. Because mm. I do know The Natural Way of Things is a... Fairly large book, okay, or long book. Well, if it's a modern day Handmaid's Tale, obviously it's dealing with a much more heavy yeah, subject matter. That's right. Mm. That's right. Um, so that's Charlotte Wood. Mm. Um, oh, she's also been um, named um, Australian Financial Reviews one of Australian Financial Reviews hundred women of influence in oh, Australia. Interesting. What I wondered about her was how old is she? Do you know? Well, I've seen photos of her. Um, I'm terrible at guessing people's ages. Mm. She could, she'd be in her forties or fifties. Right, she's not old and she's right. not super young. Because she seems to write. I mean, we're not in this age bracket. Definitely not. <laughs> but she seemed to write. I mean, from my perspective, mm. it seems like she wrote this age bracket, which is women in their seventies. Yeah. Well, I, uh, I mean, realistically, I think so yeah, too. Mm. yeah. Um, I felt lots of um, lots of blurbs have said that this book is funny or darkly funny mm. or humorous. I didn't find it funny at mm. all. Um, yeah, I would agree with you. But I don't know if that's because I'm not – I mean, I didn't identify with these characters, but I wonder if I would find this funny if I was a woman in my 70s. Right. Perhaps. Well, mm, I don't know. I did identify with – these characters like you are old at uh, heart. I'm older than <laughs> <laughs> I'm not I'm not old at heart. But um I definitely related to the friendship because yeah. yes. I've had a friendship group of been a part of a friendship group of four women mm-hmm. and I found the dynamic definitely relatable and yeah. um, almost like everybody has their place in yeah. the friendship group. Yeah. They That's slot right. into a kind of a, I don't know, a yeah, a place. That this is you know, Paula is this person to yeah. our group, and yeah. Jane is this person to our group. Yeah, and there was there was a quote um, where Adele was kind of um, mulling over the complications of their friendships mm. um, and the hurts and the things yeah. that um, have gone on between them. And I just um, marked this one sure. part if I could read it because I felt like it was really relatable for me um so she's contemplating you know what 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 were all those hurts 
Um, It was the drinking, the children, the drugs, the affairs, she supposed. It was the ambition and the failure, the teetering marriages, the envy, the cycles of paucity and wealth. It was the times, then the departures and returns, the cautious reunions, the never-quite-complete forgiveness. And now it was all so long in the past that Adele could never remember what any of it had ever been about, except that they were simply too young, even when middle-aged and much too full of feeling. Mm. So that, I really... Uh, yeah, I like I said, I've, I've been a part of this friendship group and we're going through some of those things yeah. right now. So I can imagine being that age, being 70 and looking yeah. back and thinking, what was all what that was about? That? Yeah, no, I agree with mm. that. Definitely. Yeah. Um, I found her writing to be wonderful. Mm. I loved I loved getting to know these characters and I feel like um, I intimately knew them. Yes. inside and out, um, their motivations, their flaws, their strengths. Um, they're really rich, well-rounded characters, which is great. And it reminded me that I love character-driven stories. Yeah, I was going to say this is definitely a character-driven rather yeah. than plot-driven yeah. um, novel. I've but I would completely agree with you. I found it very readable. Yeah. Um, I finished it during over the weekend. <laughs> no pun intended um but uh but yeah i i totally agree they were yeah very well drawn characters yeah mm. yeah i felt like i understood them um really well mm. um like i said i didn't find it funny at all mm. um but that's not a bad thing mm. um and that's not a criticism at all i found it depressing is probably not quite the right word but um there's a certain um unlikable quality to all of the women um there's a lot of viciousness Mm. and cruelty Mm. um to because the the each i don't even think it's each chapter the book rotates between um the point of view of the the three women Mm. um so you hear their voice throughout the book Mm. um and yeah there's a certain element of desperation and competitiveness yeah I would totally agree I I know what you mean about it not quite being depressing but there's something about that that's kind of sad yeah um and certainly aging Mm. and aging as women is a major theme yes in this book and I guess that can be a little bit sad to contemplate because that's what's in store you know yeah that that's what's if, if everything's as well, <laughs> yeah. Then that's what's in store for everyone. Yeah. Um. And yeah, it's definitely about the breakdown of your body and yeah, and all of that. And how you view yourself and your self worth mm. and yeah. your relevance to society mm. and other people and um, yeah. I found it sad. Although I did also say here that I found it refreshing to read a book with four characters who aren't often represented in fiction, I don't think. Like there may be one character, but certainly this is the first book that I can think of where all of the characters Mm. are older and like in their 70s older. Yeah, not 60s because 60s is not older. No. That's that's middle age, really. Yeah, yep. which means that we're really young. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for that, Jane. <laughs> um, yeah, I would agree with you. It's not a often represented um, character. Mm. Yeah, so I, I did like that um, part of it. It's funny what you said about Finn. What do you think Finn represents in this story? Finn, so Finn is a 
dog, a very elderly dog mm. in this book. He's deaf. He's clearly um, not with it. Mm. Totally just stares into corners and is often fearful because yeah, he doesn't know what's going on and wheeze in the house and mm. all sorts of things. Um, I think he represents um, the fear of death mm. and the fear of dying and hanging on to something that maybe they should let go of. Mm, yeah. Yeah, because pe- the other characters often comment on it's Wendy's dog yeah, and that they think it's cruel that Wendy doesn't just put him down and yeah. she's holding on to him for her own benefit. Yeah, as selfish reasons mm. rather than um, – yeah, putting him out of his misery, essentially. Mm. What do you think? Well, I'm I, I'm not good at <laughs> asked you that because I'm not good at <laughs> necessarily Thanks. knowing all that. <laughs> but I thought it was interesting how Jude mm. um, a few times sees Sylvie's face yeah. superimposed on Finn. Yeah. Um, and also there was one time when what was it that happened? There was something significant that was happening and then they said something about Finn. Um, it was almost like she was suggesting that Sylvie's spirit was in Finn and then yeah. and then left it. So it yeah. almost seemed like sometimes Finn represented Sylvie sort yes. of watching over yeah. her friends. Yeah, because there were some moments where he was very lucid and mm. present and then... And then it was like something happened and yeah... yeah. Mm. Yeah. Um, I think that this book would make a great stage production. Yes, absolutely agree. Definitely not a film. No. But it's got... Although while I was watching, uh, reading it, I mm. kind of was envisioning people like Diane Keaton, Meryl Streep, Mm. um, um, Jane Fonda. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I had them in my head, but yeah. but I totally agree with you about yeah. yeah stage production. It's got a bit of a theatrical presence about it because mm. it's a snapshot as well, which I don't think we we said because um, it's uh, three days while and they're at Sylvie's beach house cleaning, at Christmas time at Christmas cleaning out um, her house to mm-hmm. be sold. Yeah, um, so it's just a short period of time. That's right. So it would be easily done on the stage because yeah. it's just it'd be one set pretty much. Yeah. Um, and they're just all there the whole time. Yeah, I think it'd be great mm. as a stage show. You know, I wanted, I really liked it all as well. Mm. Um, I wanted more info on what happened between Adele and Liz. I felt like that never really yeah. got resolved. Like, because Adele had been with men, it seemed like, and yeah. then suddenly she was with this woman, and then mm. it seemed like the woman's daughter was the reason for their relationship not yeah. continuing. But then I, I never got. I was hanging out to find out what the deal mm. was with that and we never got more. Um, yeah, I mean, they alluded to it several times. Well, the other characters kind of alluded to it, which is why she kind of kept it a, it a secret that she'd been kicked out because mm. it was a bit of a, oh, again, here we go again. Mm. And there was a couple of comments that um, Adele will attach herself to somebody new and move in with them and almost like she um, – uses people mm. in a way in a way yeah and i wonder if that daughter was um recognizing that her mother was being taken advantage of right yeah you know yeah. in that sort of my mum's in her late 70s although was liz younger i don't know yeah but anyway i just thought yeah. i mentioned that that was one sort of mm. loose end that i wanted more from yeah but did i just felt 
the relationship between Jude and Daniel mm-hmm. and what happens at the end. That was the one moment yeah. where, like I say, this is a character-driven novel, but that was a plot point where I yes. was like, <gasps> yeah, mm. it did it. The last, I don't know, 30 pages, mm. a lot kind of collided. Yeah. A lot of storyline. That's true. characters' stories kind of collided with each other. So it did um, pick up the pace at the end there. And nothing's actually really resolved. No, but I just thought it was so dramatic to con- – because what happens is that Daniel – Jude and Daniel have this um, extramarital affair that's gone on for – 40 years y- or yeah, something. something like yeah. that. And so Jude has, you know, tried to be with other men in the past and she just loves Daniel and she just is resigns herself to being on the edge of his life so yeah. that she can still have him in yeah. her life. She has him – once a month or you know he's there every for lunch once a fortnight or whatever yeah Yeah, that's right what she can get she can get and she knows you know obviously that he's married and that his you know primary family comes Mm. first and she's accepted that but this whole weekend she's texting him and he's not responding to her um and she's starting to get a a bit put out by that and then finally she receives a text from his daughter saying He's unconscious. He's not going to regain consciousness. Yeah. Stay away from my family. Yeah. And I just thought that it was so sad. Yeah. 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 I felt like it was sad for all of them. Mm. They yeah. seemed unhappy with so much. Oh, oh, all three of those yeah. women. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, which is why you were saying it's kind of depressing. Yeah. Mm. And it's not like they – it's it's not a book about regret necessarily, mm. but – and they didn't seem to regret anything but just accept the fact that things didn't really go how they wanted every yep. single time. Yep. And maybe that's relatable for more people. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Um, I really enjoyed it. I think it's going to be a book that stays with me for a while. Mm. It's one that I've thought about since I've finished reading it. Um, yeah. And would you say – I've written here it's not for everyone – Mm. Certainly it's, uh, I mean, you hate to stereotype, but I can't imagine a man reading and... I don't know. Really? Yeah, I yeah, would agree I shouldn't with stereotype, but... No, but, mm. you know, we're yeah. amongst friends. <laughs> 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 um, yeah, I'd probably agree with that. Mm. I mean, if I was 19, I probably wouldn't read this book um, or get it. And maybe maybe we still don't get it. I don't know. Right. Do you know what I mean? Maybe, yeah. maybe it... It'll mean di- more to us it'll at mean different points. Different things to different people. Yeah. Depending on how old they are. Yeah. Yeah. One last thing I wanted to say. Sure. Um, because of, you know, whenever they say anything about the library or books, I need to point <laughs> it out. So this was a this doesn't have anything really to do with anything other than I I I related and I'm sure you can relate to this um, little excerpt about books. Wendy was not sentimental about books the way other people were. You needed them. They were air for breathing, but as objects, they held no sappy emotion for her, and they made her sneeze after a certain point. You could not give them away. She knew that because she had tried. Nobody wanted books anymore. You might as well tear them up and throw them in the recycling yourself. But instead, they were left in boxes on the street until the rain came and waterlogged them, or they moved from car boot to charity shop to tip, and yet each one pulled at you, held a part of you. That's nice. I, I really liked. Yeah. I really related to that because yeah. at the library we 
deal with a lot of books. We certainly do. <laughs> um, we'd love to hear what people think. Yes, please. Let us know. It's a really quick read and we've got loads of copies of it. Very good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, shall we talk about other things we've read? Yeah, you go for it. Okay. I've only got two. Me too. Um, I'm going to talk about this one first. It's called An Edited Life by Anna Newton. Um, someone we work with recommended this to me. Um I'm a slightly anally retentive type person. <laughs> you? <And> so, <laughs> Jane? <laughs> so I read these books about streamlining and oh. being efficient and planning and goals. And <laughs> I love books like that. I don't do everything out of them, obviously. Um, but this one was quite – She, uh, this staff member we work with, she is like me in that regard mm. and she said it was a really um, good book to just kind of pick up and pick your way through oh, a little yeah, bit. that's good. Um, and I would agree with her on that. So if you're interested in things like that and, you know, being more organised and things like that. Then so it's, it's the kind of book you wouldn't just pick up and read cover to cover but you just kind I of I mean, flip. some people might but mm. I don't because I don't need um, some – aspects of our, my life are fine mm. um but it's um broadly about sort of goal setting procrastinating mm. um household planning it's the tagline is simple steps to streamlining streamlining your life at home and at work um so each chapter's got a dot pointed overview of what they talk about in that chapter at the end which i found great mm. because then you don't have to read it all mm. <laughs> you can just <laughs> read the dot points um Excellent list of resources, podcasts, recommended reading um, throughout and then a big section at the back. Um, and I've picked this up and jumped around depending on what I feel like reading. I've avoided the whole chapter on budgeting because that just bores <laughs> me to tears. Um, but I've picked up a few little hints and, and tips. So if you're anally retentive like me, <laughs> that's your book. Borrow this book. And this is a library book. So, um, yeah, you yep. can reserve it. Cool. Um, I also have a non-fiction one to talk about, and I feel like this is a good book for this time of year. Um, it's called The Alcohol Experiment by Annie Grace. Mm -hmm. I am a girl who likes her glass of wine. I am that girl <laughs> at a party who always has a glass of wine in her hand and uh, sometimes um, a few too many. So anyway, <laughs> um, this book challenges you to give up alcohol for 30 days. Mm-hmm. And so sort of like dry July or sober October. Um, but then throughout the book, it gives you little snippets to read each day um, as you're completing this challenge. And um, she does point out right at the beginning, it's not for people who have serious um, alcohol addiction issues because um, mm -hmm. um, withdrawal complications could be dangerous. And certainly you should consult your doctor if that is the case yep. for you. But what I really liked about this book what it was that it was completely non-judgmental. Um, and, um, it, what it asks you to do is reevaluate your assumptions around alcohol. So things like alcohol relaxes me. I like the way it tastes. Yeah. Um, I need a wine. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Um, a glass of red wine a day is yeah. good for your health. Yeah. Um, things that I really hadn't challenged myself on before and things that I hadn't realized like the alcohol uh, industry doesn't want what happened to the smoking industry yeah, right. to happen to them. it to them that's, interesting. that's right I mm. I had never considered that 
this is just a small part of the book, but for some reason it's stuck with me mm. that, you know, those Facebook memes where it's all like, mommy needs a glass of wine yes. or one glass of wine a day yeah. and it's this huge gigantic glass yeah. and I always ha, am ha, like ha 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 I'm yeah. always liking those and yeah. she points out that it's the alcohol industry like you think it's just this mom at home you know yeah. making those nah nah it's the alcohol industry and they're marketing specifically often mm. to mothers yes um, and how kind of shocking and sad gross, is that yeah. yeah so that's just a part of it um, but um, yeah, I thought um, having those uh, challenges, uh, those assumptions challenged was something that was really good for me. And also, if, like I say, this time of year, we've just mm. gone through Christmas and New Year's and everything. And yeah. I feel like, you know, uh, to break a habit, um, you know, it's it's a really it's a really good one and it helps you. And she, um, Annie Grace, has, you know, given up alcohol for good. But she's very, you know, like I say, not judgmental and just saying, you know, you can make your own decision. Um, challenge yourself for thirty days, and then you might decide to quit drinking, or you might decide to keep drinking. Yeah. But um, yeah. just you know, have a think. It's so good to not just um, travel through life without evaluating. That's right. Yeah. Yep. Yep. So nice one. Yeah. Is that a library book? It is. Yep. Hmm. Uh, yeah, because I was I ran across it because I was putting it on hold for somebody else, and I thought. Oh, that looks interesting. And so then I put it on hold for me. What's it called again? Um, the Alcohol Experiment. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Last mm-hmm. one. Um, the other book I've read, which I've been wanting to read for ages and ages, it came out um, early last year, I think. Um, it's called Dear Girls by Ali Wong. I am obsessed with Ali Wong <laughs> and I put a request in for this book and I'm waiting for it. Ah. And here you are with it. Yes. When, as soon as I saw it on Jane's pile, I was like, <gasps> <laughs> <laughs> because I seriously, I love Ali Wong yeah, so much and too. I want her glasses. I know. She's, she's super cool. Glasses. So Ali Wong's um, a stand-up comedian. Um, she had a Netflix special a couple of, the, couple of years ago go called um, Baby Cobra. Yep. Baby Cobra. Yep. American way of saying it, Baby Cobra. Um, and it kind of hit a note with a lot of people. So yes. she's fairly um, brutally honest about sex and being a mum and being pregnant and marriage and um, being Asian and all of these sorts of things. Um, and she's hilarious. But it hit a note, I think, at the time because there was a lot of talk about um, paying maternity leave, particularly in the States. She's American. Um, and the fact that they don't have maternity leave, really. Mm. Um, so she was um, kind of um, went a little bit viral, I guess, with her um, take on all of those things. Um, she's got another Netflix special out called... Can't remember. Oh, I can't remember either. And it's both of them are brilliant. They're both really funny. Not to watch with your kids, definitely. It's very, yeah. very edgy and often lewd and crass, but oh, totally. hilarious. Yeah, loads so of good. swearing, loads yep. of everything. Yeah. Um, and she's um, wrote a movie last year. What's it called? Call Me Maybe, yes. Baby. Something. Call Me Maybe. Call Me Maybe. It's yeah. cute. Did you watch it? Yeah, of yeah. course. It was a lovely movie. <laughs> yeah. Um, and that was really funny as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so then she's got this memoir. So she's only in her 30s, but she's got um, this memoir. And it's written, uh, it's called Dear Girls because she's got two little girls. And it's written as a series of letters to her girls about her life and her background and her culture and what she believes. And it's um, really funny. 
Mm. It's great. Um, I'm really enjoyed it. Um, I've read a lot of, not a lot, I've read a handful of these sorts of memoirs and like of from comedians or actresses and sometimes they're just a bit, you know, a bit meh. Rain. You know, or a bit of a letdown. This one's not a letdown. No, I wouldn't have thought. I mean, you can tell she is a smart woman and like we keep saying hilarious. So, yeah, I wouldn't have expected anything else. And she's a writer as well. Um, She wrote for the TV series Fresh Off the Boat. Did you ever see that? Yeah. Which I also love. That's a great show. Um, And I really like she talks a lot about being Asian American and her background and her husband is also Asian but they're They're from different countries. They're both half – like I think she's half Chinese, half Malaysian and he's half Japanese and half – Korean or something, something like, that. like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I really lo- enjoyed um, reading about that. She talks. She sort of um, demonstrates her worth and her work in this book as well. So she works really hard and she's really slogged it out and really hustled through all sorts of obstacles to do with being a female stand-up comic and being Asian and being young and all of these sorts of things. So it's yeah. If you're a fan, you'll like this. You yep. won't be disappointed. Can I borrow your copy yes. so I don't have to wait for the library? Yes, you one? may. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> dying, dying to read it. <laughs> okay, so I guess that's all of you our... You didn't read anything else? No, that oh, was... Only two. Oh, no, oh, sorry. No, no, I forgot. <laughs> I told you I'm out of it today. <laughs> I did read another one. Fleischman is in Trouble by, I'm going to butcher this, Taffy Brodesser Ackner. Mm. Um, and I don't have it here with me, but have you heard of that one? No. It's, it's, the cover's got a cityscape that's upside down. Anyway, I read this because, um, Annabelle Crabb, um, absolutely raved about it on her podcast with Lee Sales. Now, mm-hmm. I don't even really want to mention the Annabelle Crabb Lee Sales podcast <laughs> because if you only listen to one podcast about <laughs> books, then you should definitely listen to ours. But if you've got room in your repertoire <laughs> for another book podcast theirs is awesome i have to admit and <laughs> jane and i are not annabelle crab and lee sales no. but <laughs> we're just ourselves we're just ourselves that's right <laughs> but and one of our staff members also said that she liked she said she liked the first half so she was interested to know what i thought of it um this is a story about toby fleischman who is a doctor newly divorced in new york city and discovering dating apps and sexting for the first time. And um, early on, you, or fairly early on, his wife seems to mysteriously just not be around anymore. So he's um, got his kids and he's navigating, you know, starting out that thing of swapping the kids back and forth. And when he tries to give the kids back, she's just MIA. Mm. And I don't know if it's because I've, been through the difficulty of parenting kids with an ex but I just found that aspect of it super annoying straight up <laughs> I was like <laughs> so it, it was so yeah just I couldn't enjoy it um and this is another one where people describe um what happens as clever and witty and I I thought it was like all the bits about the sexting and the and the dating apps I guess people are think, thinking yeah but to me, it was just a bit eh, not that yeah, hilarious. Not witty and not clever. <laughs> Is that what you're saying? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, I just didn't think it was as great as everybody else seems to <laughs> be raving about. And it's also um, extremely dense prose. So there'd oh. be pages of, mm. and there are, are like wry observations and lots yeah. about gender imbalance and stuff mm-hmm. like that. I mean, important stuff, but just. Did you think it was trying too hard to be a commentary on those sorts of things? Yeah, a bit. And in fact, I think I read on a Goodreads thing afterwards that uh, there was a part of it that seemed like it was, because she writes for New York Post or something like that. It was almost like one of her essays had been like transposed. Extrapolated. Exactly. Yeah, Yeah, it was a bit like that. Mm -hmm. Um, Sometimes people say they don't like books because the characters are unlikable. Yes. And I... I often disagree with that because yes. you can't have all likable characters, otherwise no. that'd be super boring. And if you feel that strongly about a character, it means that they've written it well enough to Absolutely. make you feel something. That's right. Yeah. And then they're doing their job. But these characters were all unlikable and also kind of boring, I found. Yeah. So I just found it a sometimes, real... Sometimes people mean unlikable character, they just mean badly written character. Yeah, no, I wouldn't say that. Mm-hmm. I would say, no, these are definitely well-written characters. She's obviously a good writer yeah um in terms of yeah evoking emotions and and shaping her characters mm-hmm. um but but yeah they were yeah they were all horrible and yeah just i don't know i was i didn't like them and i was bored i found it mm-hmm. a slog to get through yeah. um and one other thing i'm going to say about it it was the narrative was really unusual mm-hmm. in that it was written in the first person mm-hmm from a side character so the oh. the the story is about toby fleischman yeah and it's written from the perspective of toby's really good friend so it would all be like in the third person toby did this and toby thought mm. that and then suddenly it would be like and i said to him and I, it kept oh. jarring me out of it going wait who who's i because it would be forever <laughs> just talking in the third person and then suddenly it'd be i and i thought oh that's right it's his friend libby that's actually writing this and I wanted to like that because mm. I felt like it was different and a bit clever yeah but I don't think she pulled it off um I mm, just yeah I found it um confusing and I also was like how does she know so much about Toby's inner life because she would go on about Toby yeah. thought this and Toby wanted to do that like a stalker. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah I really wanted to like this book and I did not oh that's in the disappointing end. yep it's all right when you don't like it if you have no expectation. Yeah, but I yeah, wanted to I like wanted it. I to like it. And I'm sorry. Yeah, that's okay. <laughs> I'll get over it. <laughs> um, so there's a fair bit coming out this month that looks kind of cool. Um, I talked about this last month and I'm going to talk about it again. Um, Isabella Lunde's book is coming out on January 21, um, A Long Petal of the Sea. Um, so this is, uh, they're saying it's a love letter to uh, to Chile that soars from the Spanish Civil War to the rise and fall of Pinochet. A stunning return to great storytelling heights. Mm. And we both said that we both haven't read Isabella No, Lundé. I've read lots of Isabella Oh, you Lundé. have? Oh, okay. And you like her? Yeah. Okay. Beautiful, but... Might be too um, historical for you, Paula. Oh yeah, I'd maybe tip I over didn't. That hundred years. I know. That you're not happy about. I, d- <laughs> I didn't jump at the description. I must admit. No, you can <laughs> see it on your face. Um, this one, I picked this one out to to talk about because the cover is so pretty. Um, it's called "A Murder at Malalabar Hill" by Suyata Massey. 
Ah. Um, and this looks like a bit of – it's a murder mystery um, inspired in part by the woman who made history as India's first female attorney. Um, a richly um, written story of multicultural 1920s Bombay um, and marks the debut of a sharp and promising new sleuth. So I think this is going to be a series. A bit of a um, Agatha Christie's type murder mystery. Okay, kind of – is it like – Ladies' number one detective yeah, agency, kind of. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of got that vibe about it, doesn't it? Yeah, it's a really unusual cover. Yeah, so it's obviously set in um, 1920s Bombay. Um, and now that it's 2020, <laughs> Paula won't read it because it's just <laughs> over 100 years. <laughs> Can't relate. <laughs> um, so, yeah, it sounds like a, a kind of a, a nice murder mystery, but not a. What's the word? Not too gentle. Right. Anyway, I think I might read that. Yeah. I'll let you know what I think. Okay. Um, this one is the opposite of a gentle, nice crime murder mystery. Uh, it's called I'll Miss You Tomorrow um, by Hein Bakid. Um, he's it's a Norwegian, a new Norwegian crime series featuring um, disgraced ex-chief inspector um, Aski. Um, a damaged man with a complicated past. He's reluctantly drawn into the search for a missing man. Um, he's lost his reputation. Is he going to lose his life? Now, they haven't called this um, Scandinavian noir or anything like oh, that. Oh, it sounds but like it, it sounds kind of like it, doesn't mm. it? So if you're into that sort of more Scandi... Steve Larson kind yeah, of... Yeah, that sort of stuff, then that might be um, interesting. That's called I Will Miss You Tomorrow. That's out on January 7. Now, this one, this description's not going to do it justice because I've read the full blurb, which I didn't print out, but um, it's called Royals by Emma Forrest. This is out January 7 as well. Devastating, dazzling, queer and radical royals is the story of an unlikely friendship set against the intoxicating colour and headiness of 1980s London. A tale of giddy, happiness, crushing lows and ultimately the fragility of lives lived too fast. Um I love the sound of that. Yeah, so do I. Glamoury 80s. I haven't read an 80s yeah. book forever. I like, I want to listen to Pet Shop Boys now yeah. or something. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. So that's Royals by Emma Forrest. Um, I have not heard of Emma Forrest before, so I don't know if that's a debut or mm. anything. Um, another crimeish kind of a one. It's called The Flower Girls um, by Alice Clark Platts. Um the Flower Girls, Laurel and Primrose, one convicted of murder, the other given a new identity. Now, 19 years later, both sisters are about to hit the headlines all over again. An unputdownable, read-in-one-sitting thriller, perfect for fans of The Wicked Girls and The Rumour. Mm, I haven't read either of Me those. either. But that sounds kind of um, interesting. The tagline is, three children went out to play, only two came back. Oh. <laughs> that doesn't sound like one for you. It sounds like one for me. Yeah. <laughs> um, and one more here called um, Such a Fun Age. This is by Kylie Reid. This is also out on January the 7th. I don't know what it is oh, about January 7th. Yeah, right. Um, a striking and surprising debut novel from an exhilarating new voice. Such a Fun Age is a page-turning and big-hearted story about race and privilege that explores the awkwardness of transactional relationships, what it means to make someone family and the consequences of doing the right thing for the wrong reason. 
So that's such a fun age by Carly Reid. That sounds um, is that American? Quite interesting. Or yes, it is. American. Yes, okay. that's American. Mm. Um, so that's just a couple of the things coming out um, in January. So sounds good. If you read any of them, let us know if mm. they're worth the effort. Yeah. Um, do you want to talk about next month's book? Yes. So or anything else? Uh, no, no, that's good. Yep. Next month's book is Dark Emu. Um, by Bruce Pascoe, um, which again was voted on um, in our Literary Anything Facebook group. If you want to join, please send us a membership request. Um, and um, yeah, it's been a bit of a controversial um, yeah. book. And again, it was um, it's the Parliamentary Book Club first pick, nonfiction. I just got it on audiobook. Mm. So who's reading the audio? I don't know. I haven't looked at it. I just Wonder checked it out. Yeah, wonder if it's Bruce oh, Pascoe. Yeah, maybe. I've got the hard copy, so I'll be reading the paper version. Mm. Um, yeah. Yeah, that's what we're reading. Yeah, so reserve it or get a copy somehow. There's also um, a children's version of it called Young Dark Emu. Yes. So if you maybe just want to give it that a quick glance if you don't want to yeah. read the whole book. And the, I've looked at the children's one and it's not actually um, it's quite wordy. It's yeah. long. It's not. It's a picture book, but it's um, got lots of text. So yeah. it's not like you'd be reading it and it's got three words per page. Yeah. It's a fairly substantial children's book. That's right. Yeah. So it'll give you a taste if you can't be bothered or can't get a hand on um, a copy of yep. the adult's one. Yep. So yeah, Ooh. enjoy. That's it for this month. Thanks, Paula. Thanks, Jane. See yeah. ya. Too, are they yours? Yes. Yeah, right. But I don't know. They grow so quickly and then they get really long and Yeah, I know mine are like that right now too. I and don't I'm like kinda them wondering when this long. Yeah. I'm and I'm wondering, I like you did a different shape this time. I always yeah. do square and I'm thinking, should I try the coffin shape? Or oh, I don't know the if coffin they're, shape. I don't know if they're long enough. Or I don't know if you they could make them a bit pointier. Yeah. These were Almond shape, Almond, but they were yeah. even too pointy. Not like a Kardashian. <laughs> yeah, and I don't Stephen know if it's hates me. Hates, oh. them. <gasps> hates the hates, nails or yeah. the Kardashians? Uh, probably both, oh. but mostly the nails. Because I don't know. Right, they're too long. They are too long. But Brett loves shellac. He yeah. thinks he, every time I get them done, he just sits there and goes like this. He oh. likes how it feels. <laughs> He's a weirdo. Yeah. Ha, 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 ha.